What is up, guys, and welcome to PBE Family Therapy. My name's Dr. K. And I am Blow Pop, and we are here with uh, a big, hot nothing burger, because this is yep. the spring training episode, and none of this matters. It's a little bit better than the off-season episode, where we literally had nothing to talk about. Um, is it, but- though? Because at least the off-season, we could reflect on the season. Are we going to reflect <laughs> on the off-season? The off-season was good. Hi. I went on vacation. I uh, I didn't actually. It was just kind of normal. But yeah, there's not. A oh, I thought you were going for like some immersion stuff or something. Oh, I guess I could have. Also fun. Yeah. Different than what we usually do, but could have been it's true. That's true. That's very true. But we've uh, we've got some spring training games to talk about, but honestly, not a ton to talk about because as Blowpop mentioned, it, it doesn't doesn't really matter at this point. Um. But we'll uh, look over like some season predictions, some kind of looking ahead, talk about uh, Blow Pop's player now being in the majors and having mm-hmm. a mega update, which is Big fat dump going to be really, really fun. Um, and uh, Giuseppe Tosin, at least for spring training, has joined the starting rotation and possibly for the season. So we'll talk about that a little bit, too. Um, but yeah, we're just kind of here to hang. We're here to chill. We're not here just because we want to make money. That is goal B, but very close. A a very close B. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Sorry. We'll leave it up to the listeners to decide. Uh, So so we had uh, we had our first sim of spring training uh, this week. Just a just a couple of days ago, were you able to tune into it at all, Blow Pop? No. uh, I mean, well, let me see. I was able to, I just didn't. Sure. Um, I I don't even know if they, if my GMs put me at shortstop or if they're doing the thing where they just like farm positional experience on other people oh, sure. to get them all around. Um, the one thing that I did track down though is you mm-hmm. pointed out the fact that I had a not good but less bad. Mm-hmm time at the plate than we thought that I was going to have. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of exciting. My slash line, if you want, like not really slash line, the, the spring training stat tracking is a little questionable um, right. as it kind of should be, because it doesn't really matter too much. Right. But uh, in the last 10 games, I know the Toros have played 11 at this point, but mm-hmm. whatever in the last 10 games, I think I was five for 31 in at-bats, but then mm. I also had five walks, which is kind of weird. Mm. So that that's like a 160-ish batting average, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but the five walks bumps it up to a much more digestible 280 or something on base mm-hmm. percentage, which is weird. Yeah, that's not too bad. So uh, that's kind of neat. Um, I dare say I would be happy with a 160 batting average and <laughs> above like a 250 on base or something. Yeah, that'd be especially with how I have invested in this update that we'll get to later. Right, that's that'd, that'd be, be pretty, pretty good. good for me. Yeah, <laughs> assuming of course that you will have a far above average defensive year, which I think should be. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be like far above average, mm-hmm. but I'll be. I might be above average as a rookie fielder, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is 
I, I've said before, I don't know if I've said on recordings before, if I've just said it to you. Yeah. One of my goals is to go every year with a positive zone rating. I think that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. I, I think it would be really fun. And I think it's doable for sure. Um, and if you're able to yeah, do hopefully. that, I think you'll be contending for gold gloves, which is is your kind of big overarching mm-hmm. goal. My shtick. Which yeah. is fun. Very, very fun. Uh, Tosin got to start in the spring training. So we've had two two games where he has started so far. And surprisingly, Tosin don't stink. He actually has done really, really well. Um, but the main thing I wanted to, to talk about, this was one of the games that were featured on stream. It was uh, for the Vancouver Vandals, Giuseppe Tosin, starting against the Maui Makos, Michael Knight Rider. So a duel of the Dynamo GMs, which was really fun. And LBG was... Uh, commentating the stream so that was mm. that was very enjoyable and not just because Giuseppe won uh, but it's just fun we've talked a lot about how fun it will be that we're in the same division and so we'll go from like in terms of like role-playing or the immersion it's like we'll go from being teammates to being like hopefully a fun rivalry um, mm-hmm. so it it was really cool to already see us being able to face off so I hope that we continue to have fun face-offs for the next you know several years Right, and especially being in the same division, you guys will get to go head-to-head mm-hmm. about a quarter of the time. Yeah. It could get thrown for a loop, though, if you know you guys are going against each other because you probably have the same spot in the rotation. Right. But if at some point he's the ace and you're the two, right. you might not ever go against each other. Yeah, yeah, it'll be kind of chance and happenstance, but it will be fun whenever it does happen. Yeah, like you and I will probably go against each other more mm. just because I'll be in every game. Right. Even though we're not in the same division. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, in terms of the two spring training games, I've gone a total of eight innings, giving up seven hits and zero runs, three walks and five strikeouts. So not too shabby, I'd say. So we'll we'll hope that that continues through the into the regular season to actually have some respectable games, especially if I'm starting. That'll be a lot of fun. Yep, and uh, I mean, I know it's just spring training, but it's nice to have your first couple of games not immediately balloon your ERA. I wouldn't know what that's like. I mean, it's only mm. it's only happened every year so far. <laughs> Except for your first one. That's true. First one was really fantastic. Uh, Rookie last season. Two years, years. Last two years have been pretty abysmal start. So, But last year it was supposed to be. Right. Yep. So, A third like, year in the majors. That's just... That's just how it's going to go down. I was talking with, um, might have been Enoch, mm-hmm. maybe, and we were just talking about like the, the concept and the strategy of when people get called up. Mm-hmm. And I, I made the argument that like, three years in the minors is pretty close to quote correct. Mm-hmm. I had because it's enough time in the minors to actually have some history with the team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like you're in, you're out. It's not like Kentucky basketball or something. Right. But it's also not too long to -hmm. feel like you're missing out on time that you want to spend Mm -hmm. accumulating career stats in the pros or anything. Sure. And at the same time, it's not too short where you get called up and then dunked on immediately. So um, whoever I was talking with, I'm pretty sure it was Enoch, Mm -hmm. said something along the lines of, getting called up after two years as a fielder is a lot harder than getting called up after two years as a pitcher. Because usually if you're a pitcher and you get called up 
at the very least, they're going to put you in in the pen. Yeah, and then you can hide a little bit. You can hide a little bit. And you can get some value for what you have. You don't like maybe maybe as a third year getting called up in the pen. Maybe mm-hmm. you underinvest in stamina for a little bit until mm, sure. So so there's just like a little bit of. I don't know if leniency is the right word, but it's slightly mm-hmm. less punishing to get called up as a pitcher. Yeah, there's a little um, more wiggle room to survive until you have enough TPE to be viable. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see what happens with your stats this year compared to last year because, mm-hmm. yes, you have 170, whatever it is, mm-hmm. more TPE. But it'd be also just to see what happens now that you're making the transition from the box to the bump, you know? Yeah. And I mean, just looking at the history so far with Tosin in the minors, I had a really great all-star season as a rookie, true rookie from the bullpen. Mm -hmm. uh, And then moving over to starter, my, my ERA went up considerably, um, which is going to happen. So, with a 6.02 ERA last year in the bullpen, I'm wondering if that's going to go up. My hope is that it would stay around that and maybe go a little bit down, but we'll, that might be a little too tall of an order. So, I mean, even if it stays exactly the same, mm-hmm. then it's still kind of a net improvement because you're oh, going yeah. from a reliever to a starter and there should be a little bit of a, a little bit of a tick up. Yeah, especially going from probably 64 innings up to 130 maybe would be great. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that, but uh, excited to see. Uh, so we also, one thing that we had uh, prior to this episode and after our last episode is we had our awards show, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I want to extend a huge congratulations to Blow Pop for winning the Minor League Ambassador Award. Yeah! Thank you. Um, I said more than one Discord. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really know exactly what this award means, but yeah. at the very least, it's like some form of appreciation. So, yeah. you know, that's always nice. I am thankful to have it, mm-hmm. despite its definition being a little bit nebulous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have it. Glad people like what we're doing mm-hmm. some people told me it's basically like mdm but for a minor league player mm-hmm. um and the only question mark i have there is like does a long time veteran it's like if someone retires their second player and make a mm-hmm. third player yeah if they're still going to be super active and dedicated in the minors are they mdm because yeah. like they're pretty ingrained in the community yeah, it's a, a lot of the words are pretty nebulous. I, I think it should be like, I, obviously, most dedicated member award, I think, is a fantastic award. Like, just kind of the pinnacle of the user, right? Huge congrats. It also just to Enoch. explains what it is. Yes, absolutely. It totally does. Um, minor League Ambassador, to me, seems like a an award that should go out to somebody who is helping out rookies, who's being an ambassador to the new people coming in, right? Um, but that's always going to be like Enoch because he's, he was at, you know, he was the rookie mentor head or mm-hmm. one of the rookie mentors who's doing a really, really good job, but that's also like a job. So I don't know if we yeah. need an award for it necessarily. I don't know. It's a little, right. 
odd. But then again, you don't want to just like take away an award. Yeah, I think maybe, um, and this this probably sounds weird coming from the guy who just won it. Yeah, I feel like maybe going forward, um, I don't know. I kind of like it if MDM was like awarded to a new account. Hmm. So like I like I still would have qualified because right. you and I have only been in the league for uh, five months and twelve days now. Yeah, but. You know, like if someone if someone recreates and then they're in the minors again, mm-hmm. I think they're still like an established member of the community, so they probably should yeah. be ineligible. I think MDM being targeted on newish folk would be mm-hmm. a fun way to further incentivize further activity yeah. from uh, like true rookies or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Like a most dedicated new user award or... Basically. Um, and maybe that's kind of what it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember who got it the last two seasons. Was, and I know you've gotten a lot of votes for it, but you and I are in the same bucket. So For like, minor league ambassador or the most dedicated member? Ambassador. Yeah. I, I won it two years ago, three years ago, and Enoch won it two years ago. And you won it last year, I think. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yes, I mean, like, the long story short, uh, glad to have gotten it. I appreciate mm-hmm. the acknowledgement. Um, still don't really know what it is, and I hope going forward it can go to new people who are doing well. And I mean, like, yeah. obviously at this point, yeah, I think I'm still a new person, mm-hmm. even though you and I have done a good job of making ourselves known in the community. Yeah. We are a, we, you and I are new in terms of the timeline, but not new in terms of notoriety. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Which is cool. Cause this is something that you and I talked about at the beginning of the league. And especially when we started the podcast was just that we really wanted to get ingrained into the league. We wanted to get to know people, wanted people to get to know us. And I think this podcast has definitely done that for us, which is really fun. Yeah. And I mean, I have to assume the three contributing factors to how at least I won the award this go around mm-hmm. are slightly different than yours. You and I both have the podcasts mm-hmm. that we're doing, but you won a couple seasons ago because of the tutorial videos that you made. Right. On like, here's how to navigate the site. Here's how to do a couple of certain things. Here's like the consistent things farm TPE every week. If you want to be as close to a max earner as possible. So yours was right. like explicitly a tutorial like it was a teaching device for new people right for me i basically just have made entertainment mm-hmm. it's either this or i have uh been co-host for four streams mm-hmm. uh each time with aj so far mm-hmm. uh and i'll have something to say about that in a little bit as well mm-hmm. and then uh you and i have both written articles with my most recent actual article being comically large and yeah. setting <laughs> setting the second place record for word count and payout yeah and at least as far back as the bank sheet can mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. uh as of like may 12th or whatever i looked at this i don't know mm-hmm. uh i am the only person to have two of the top like eight 
most expensive articles or something like nice. that. That's fantastic. So, so that's fun. But uh, so speaking of, I said I'd come back to this. Yeah. The the co-host process for streaming with AJ started mm-hmm. with AJ just it started with me reaching out to Enoch and saying, Hey, mm-hmm. I'd like to commentate on games. I don't want to run them physically with an OTP. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, you know, co-host role. Not the yeah, host. I just want yeah. I just want to co-host, just want to call. For sure. And then at some point there was an impromptu reach out from your Vandals GM, AJ, who's like, mm-hmm. Hey, wanna hang out and call these games on Saturday? Which that concept is not that weird, but mm-hmm. the fact that the first stream that I did was the last regular season stream, and we yeah. had to like come <laughs> up with our own like which games are we deciding to stream. It, you know, right. it seemed it seemed like a, <laughs> a like an important one to have yeah. as my tryout or yeah. whatever, as opposed um, to like if you had streamed on Thursday spring yeah. training, it doesn't really matter. No consequence, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was like kind of surprising to just mm-hmm. all of a sudden have. Not a playoff game, but the next closest thing to it. Right. Um, <laughs> not that it was like too much to handle or anything like that. Right. It was um, just kind of funny. Yeah. Yep. So it was a it was a really informal process to have mm-hmm. my like quote tryout, and then over this last week, I had the actual tryout because now Enoch and Person Man mm. are setting up like an actual roster of verified co-hosts just to make it so a they screen people and make sure they're good yep and b now there's a discord setup because i got Mm. the job as is not super surprising if i'm not supposed to say that uh then i didn't get the job yet i'll find out later (laughs) punish blow pop hashtag punish blow pop punish punish blow pop (laughs) um so now they have like an actual discord setup and Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be really helpful for the streams because there's the streamers and then there's a co-host role Mm -hmm. and they can just ping co-hosts and say like, Hey, I, I have a spot open. Do any of you, however many people are going to be there, do any of you want the job? And then you could just hop in and join. And at the same time, there's, uh, the discord hosts, the stat team as well. So like, uh, it should should be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That'll be nice. But yeah, yeah looping looping back to the minor league thing, I think just like the fact that I have quite literally gotten my voice out there a lot, yeah. along with you, is why we've been acknowledged. Like yep. there, are, there's probably like we're, we're not the highest TPE earners or whatever, right? But we're enjoyable. <laughs> It's debatable. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> Feed the ego. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Uh, looking ahead to this season, kind of broad strokes here, bigger picture. Do we want to talk about uh, some season predictions? I know I have filled out my predictions early, which is a surprise. Uh, Blow Pop, you have not yet submitted yours, so you're still just thinking about it, right? Correct. And in our little like prep time before starting recording today, you told me that, especially with a couple of trades that have gone through, you're probably mm-hmm. going to resubmit. Yeah, I might which is switch part of why that. I kind of like delay making my predictions for the season. Anyways, it's just there's going to be extra variables that come in over yeah. time. Um, 
So yeah, I guess we could just go uh, on your screen, mm-hmm. read them like a book. So Legends East, the four teams that we have to pick from are the same as last year. Surprise. Yep. <laughs> Outer Banks Aviators, the Buffalo Surge, the New York Voyagers, and the Providence Crabs. And I am reading out how they appear based on, I guess, their spring training records so far yep. is how they're sorted. Yep. Yeah, so this, uh, I think, will be one of the easier divisions again in terms of uh, in terms of the predictions. I have them basically like last year for the most part. So I, have, I think uh, I have Outer Banks winning the division, uh, the Voyagers in second, mm-hmm. the Providence Crabs in third, and Buffalo Surge in fourth. Yeah, and that's what I have as well. I mean, I, obviously, I haven't submitted anything, so that's right. what I think I will have as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is another instance where there is clearly a one-two. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Aviators are clear one, and I think New York is clear two. Mm-hmm. But the three-four could kind of flip-flop a little bit. Yeah, I, the kind of wild card I think is going to be the Crabs have brought in this season. They brought in Harden Long and Bobby Daring, as well as Jagger Philly fan. So, yeah, Ryan Ryan has been making some aggressive moves. Yes, for sure. So I I would not be too surprised if Providence did better than three, but I it's it's also hard to put OBX or New York at down to three. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, if we look at, and again, this is a very flawed metric. If we look at just like team totals for TPE, yep. Outer Banks is at 21 and a half thousand. Yeah. New York is all the way down to 18 and a half thousand. Providence is at 15 and a half thousand. Yeah. And Buffalo's at 14. So there's yeah. a pretty stark difference mm-hmm. between all four of the rungs. I just. Yeah. I, the only trepidation I have is over the past, I don't know what this is, four weeks, three weeks or whatever since Sori has become the GM of Providence. Mm-hmm. They've been aggressive, not in terms of trying to win now, but they've been moving stuff constantly. Like there's sure. just been trades all the time. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's like a big question mark to me. I think mm-hmm. I'm comfortable doing Planes, then bus, then crabs, then lightning. Yeah. Uh, do you think it would be possible for OBX, Voyagers, and the crabs to do all of them to do so well that the that those are the playoff teams that we have? The Aviators winning the conference, the Voyagers and the crabs getting the wild card above the Legends West people. No, because the crabs are over two thousand behind or two thousand TPE total. Yep, behind the Vandals, and the Vandals are the lowest TPE in the division. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I th- I think there's going to be two and two. Mm-hmm. If there is going to be a team that gets three, I would say it's. If there's going to be a division that gets mm-hmm. three, I would say it might be yours just because gap that the third best TPE team in mm-hmm. your division has between them and New York to oust the second best in the East mm-hmm. is not that big. Gotcha. Like, like the, the Maui Makos right now have the third most in your division. Mm-hmm. They're 17, 879, mm-hmm. and New York is 18, 657. So there's like less than a thousand there. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so we'll see what happens. It'll be fun to watch and see how the crabs do, especially after adding so many people. It'll be sort of along the lines of a couple seasons back when the Apex started making tons of moves. It was like, oh, let's see what happens here. Um, so I think it'll be pretty similar for the crabs. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Legends West, uh, this is the one especially that I'm going to change because since putting in these predictions, the Vancouver Vandals have acquired Mejiacomo as well as Willie Cologne, mm-hmm. um, which are huge additions which is super exciting but it also very much changes my predictions i think and they got those i don't know what all was given up in the Mm -hmm. two plus different trades to acquire Mm -hmm. them but they ended up having to part ways with zach mouse who i think Mm -hmm. is like indy or something like that yeah i think he went to indiana uh indianapolis um what else did uh what else did they have to give up I know there were some um, there were some picks in there, but let me find. So first off, to get Willie Cologne, uh, the Vancouver Vandals receive Willie Cologne with fifty percent of the salary retained by DVS. DVS received uh, the later pick of the Vancouver Vandals first and or the Apex's first for the season twenty eight draft, and then a conditional pick of the season twenty nine Vancouver Vandals second pick. Um, this returns to the Vandals if Willie Cologne opts out next season and does not return. Uh, so a little bit so, of variable in there. Worst case scenario mm-hmm. is you have a one season rental of Willie Cologne mm-hmm. for the worst of your two first round picks that you have there. Yeah. Yep. So I think that seems like a pretty good trade. Um We'll obviously we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see how it works, but just at okay. face value, um, looks like that'll be a pretty good one. Uh, and I'm having a hard time finding the Vancouver Vandals trade with him. Oh, here it is. It's the first archived one. My apologies. All right. So for this one, we had uh, India. Sorry, Vancouver Vandals receive Andrea Maggiacomo as well as first round pick in season 28, um, and then the Indianapolis apex receive Zach mouse. So that is where we got that other first round pick. So mm-hmm. basically we got a first round pick and a fantastic player. And then we will give up the worst of the two uh, picks for Cologne. That's crazy. Yeah. We'll talk about this more in a second, but just cause we're talking about this trade. I went and looked up. Yeah. Uh, I went and looked up Indy mm-hmm. Indy is the sixth highest TB team in the league mm-hmm. and last in their division. Wow. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that is going to be... We'll talk about that in like 10 minutes. That's going to yeah. be a bad division to predict. Yep. Just like last year. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, you've made two big trades to acquire two names of players that are good enough that we remember the names of the players as right. being good. Yep. Um, so, I mean, like, they're not, like, spoof names that are memorable because they're funny. They're right. memorable because they're of some caliber. Yes. Um, I, I mean, and looking at both of those trades, I, I, like, I think that Vancouver, quote, won each of them. They didn't mm-hmm. 
like fleece anybody, but I think right. for what Vancouver's trying to do, I think it's accomplishing their goals. So I, th- yep. I think out of the four sides in all mm-hmm. those trades combined, I think there's at least three winners. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, I, I feel very good about being on the Vandals just because I love the locker room. Everything's been fantastic with it. But also, I think AJ is doing a really good job of um, gauging where we're at in terms of like a winning window and trying to make the necessary moves uh, for this year. But then also thinking about the future, which is which is what you want in a GM. And Sam, I assume, is helping out with all that, too. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard for me to vote with confidence for the Vandals mm-hmm. just because you have the lowest TP in the division. And it's right. not by a lot. The gap between you and the top, which is the mm-hmm. Boise Raptors, is less than a thousand. It's only like eight ninety or something mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So it's it's not a monstrous gap between one and four, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard for me to vote with confidence for anybody in that division so that yeah. your division is kind of turning into a diet version of the yeah. champion. <laughs> I saw that coming and I was trying to see how you were going to word it without saying it's kind of like champions East, but everybody's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Low Cal champions East. Yes. Uh, so my predictions were sloths, Boise, uh, sorry, sloths, Boise, vandals makos um i'm thinking of switching it up a little bit to maybe i I didn't realize how much worse the slots are in terms of tpe than what i thought they were um so maybe doing like boise slots vandals or boise vandals slots i'm also totally a homer so it's i will fully sure i'm the one thing that i'm set on is i want to put Mako's in fourth, not because I think they're monstrously worse than the other mm-hmm. teams, because with how much crap went down with them over the yeah. last, you know, six weeks or whatever it's been, mm-hmm. and a handful of player retirings as well yeah. as some mandated player quote retirings. Right. Um, I just want them to kind of blow up again. Yeah. Not 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 blow up as in I want them to do poorly. I want them to blow up as in like start over and rebuild. Right. right. Um, Get so some I, one overall picks. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I so I'm hoping that Maui trades away players before the deadline and mm-hmm. goes into sell mode. So I want them to, especially in the back half of the season, I want them to tank. Yeah. Be in that position. Take. So I'm gonna say Maui fourth, not because they are worse because i mean like i said you guys have lower tpe than them right now right right but because i want them to start over with stuff because if they have eighteen thousand tpe right now mm-hmm. that's a decent amount of talent yeah and then they can shop around and try to start over and do something a la the toros where they mm-hmm. get a bunch of good picks specifically in like a two or three year window sure yeah, I think it makes sense. That being said, I think I saw somewhere that they traded away Ivy Leaf. Like they did very recently. Yeah. To the, yeah, to the crabs, interestingly enough. And it was uh mm. very like it looked like a really expensive trade to me. 
for the crabs. Yeah, because yeah. like the crabs are giving up Todd Gonzalez. The, I don't really know Todd, but I don't either. John Smoltz the third, which I have heard of before. Mm-hmm. A first round pick and a third round pick. Yeah, and the crabs are getting Ivy Leaf, and if Ivy Leaf opts out or retires in the next two years, mm-hmm. then they get Maui's second round pick. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I guess I'd have to look up specifically Gonzalez and Smoltz to see how impressive or expensive those people are. Smoltz. Yeah, here I'll pull them up here. Okay, John Smoltz the third is a 211 TPE season 25. So I don't mm. know. Not that great. No, I mean, maybe still active, but mm. not like. Yeah, well, I shouldn't say not that great. I should say as of right now, not like a blockbuster, you know, move the line kind of a player. Right. And then Todd Gonzalez is a season 21, mm-hmm. 619 TPE. So slightly okay. behind you and me with three extra seasons. Right. So I guess the players are not impressive. Yeah. As of but now, John Smoltz. Picks are still nice. Smoltz might be later. Mm-hmm. Um. But Gonzalez is effectively already the ship has sailed. Right. Gonzalez is just an arm. Yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. You need those. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And it looks like Smoltz. Are we now? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like Smoltz is inactive. Okay. So still a expensive trade for the crabs, and I think that's still a win for the for the Makos. I don't think it's a loss for the crabs either, though. I mean, no? Ivy Leaf is. What is she Ivy... sitting at for TPE? Do you know? I can. Oh, here we go. Ten sixty four. Right. So they they swapped two different S twenty one pitchers, and mm-hmm. one of them is. 650 higher TP or 450 higher than the other one. Yep. So I I guess that's where the draft comes in, but I do like that move from Maui because Mm -hmm. I want them to get rid of people and get drafts because with the, with the amount and the differing timescales of the Mm -hmm. people who retired from Maui, they don't have a window anymore because they had someone temporarily banned for cheating, who was going to be a draft pick. They had someone who retired because it's just been a lot, <laughs> a lot, which yep. like I get like mm-hmm. it's that's fair. But chess was, I think, our draft class. I believe and so. I think Diesel said that he was considering retiring his player early mm. in order to put put a new player through the system at the right. correct window when they'll have other mm. stuff. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't want Maui to do poorly. Mm-hmm. I want Maui to want to do poorly and then right. do poorly. Right. Yeah, two very so, different things, but it would be best for them in the end, I think. Yeah. But in terms of the one, two, three above that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we'll see. See, I feel like... Th- I can vote for I can put some votes of confidence in the Vandals as pseudo homerism in favor of you. Mm-hmm. I can put some votes in sloths as sticking to tradition because they've always mm-hmm. been good. Yep. 
Or I can put some votes in Boise because it's yeah. more fun. Right. And they're kind of the up and coming team. So and they have Jess on the roster and Jess is one of my favorite other users. So there we go. Also Homerism sort of for a friend. Even even more watered down Homerism yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, so this is kind of alluding to something that you and I talked about like several episodes ago, like mm-hmm. probably back in like the single digits or whatever. Yeah. Almost every team has somebody on it where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, good for that person. Yep. For sure. Which is fun. It's enjoyable because yeah. then you can not just be cheering for your team blindly and then be upset if your team is not winning, you know? Yeah. Like if I get, I don't know, if I get a real bad experience in a series with New Orleans, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, Philly fans, he's a cool dude. Yeah. So like, whatever. It's for real. Yeah, or even like in the minors, I was bummed that the Dynamos lost, but we also lost to Enoch, and Enoch's like the coolest dude ever. So mm-hmm. it's like, eh, good game, man. And and that's kind of the nice thing about Sim League because we're just all having fun with it, and of course we all want to win, but it's about enjoying it um, much more than like, obviously, if we were a real-life professional athlete, like losing has a lot more bearing on your actual life. Yeah. As opposed to this is just fun. Having a good time. Yeah. So I guess uh, I guess with that being said, I'd be pseudo happy no matter who wins in your division. I would mm-hmm. probably be marginally more happy if the Vandals win just because yep. you're on it. Yep. And I guess AJ's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe uh, I, f- I think this is the year that I don't put sloths on top. Yeah. I think that's uh, that would be fair. I think. Uh, this might we... even be the year that I put sloths third. Yeah. It's possible. It'll be very interesting to watch. I can't wait to see how this uh, this division shakes up. So let's move from the, the diet division to the Supersized, one hundred percent daily dose of saturated <laughs> clusterfuck. Yes, we'll just no idea what is going on. So that, of <laughs> course, is the Champions East with the Stars, Demons, Supernovas, and Apex. Uh, and as I just said a couple minutes ago, when we were yeah. looking at just trades and whatnot, mm-hmm. out of the six best teams in the league in terms of total TPE. Everyone in the Champions East is one of those six. Yeah. So definitely will be an action-packed division. Will be really fun to watch. Now, something very interesting. I listened to the Hummus God pod, which was like a Sarasota version, uh, mm-hmm. like episode, um, which had Hummus, of course, and then Io Torrent, and then I believe Juniped, I think was the other one. I think um, Juni is one of the GMs, so yeah. it makes sense. Was a fantastic episode. Lots of fun. Um, they answered a bunch of questions, including my like uh, quasi poking the bear question. I asked Hummus if he felt like he, because of last season's lack of lack of success, if he felt like he jumped onto a burning ship and regretted his decision to go to mm-hmm. Sarasota, which of course was just for fun, and they answered it in a fun way. So, um, shout out to Hummus, appreciate you. Uh, but all that being said, they kind of got me hyped up for the supernovas. They brought a lot of good points. They they talked a lot about everyone that they'd brought in. They are the top TPE team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they just need some sim luck on their side. 
because last season they had like by a pretty wide margin, the most underperforming team in terms of just the talent that they have. Right. Um, and I mean, yes, they lost Poe this time mm-hmm. around, but I'm just going to read the people who have at least, we'll say 1200 TPE on their team. Mm-hmm. Red arrow, holding the fart. I Bogescu, pork Torkelton, fug, Ace Carter, Carlos mm-hmm. Crashwagon, J. Doctor, Junie Panda, Tristan Lung, Io Shifty Lagoose. Like yeah. they have a lot of very fleshed out people. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a pretty stacked roster. Basically, they're I would say their biggest hole mm-hmm. is pitching because mm-hmm. the bulk of those people that are twelve hundred and higher. Sure. Our fielders, they only have Pork Torkelton and Fug as starting pitcher. Oh, Shifty Lagoose as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not that bad. And then they do have last year's uh, R. Pody and Pody mm-hmm. in Tristan Lung. Yep. Um, and then I get, I mean, it's also kind of hard to tell who all is an actual starter and who's a reliever because they have like six sure. starters yeah. on their roster. But I don't think I've ever seen a team have more than four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it'll be Pork Torkelton, Fug, uh, Shifty Lagoose, and then Austin Bentley maybe in the four spot would be yeah, my maybe. assumption. And then Dirk Diglett, Bill The Hill, and then Scoochie Dart, Indigo Trevino, all relievers, I would imagine. And if that's the case, uh, I, don't know, I just feel like you got to make a move to get somebody to come out of the bullpen because Dirk mm-hmm. Diglett is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 655, he's the same ballpark as us yeah yep but 655 if you want to win the world series probably can't be your highest reliever i don't think right you would you'd want somebody well tristan lung will be in the as a reliever i think but that's like oh so that's, yeah 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 they'll yeah, have yeah. A, a, a never mind reliever. never mind ignore me ignore yeah. me but that being said I, I still think it's a good point because i think i think lung will be their i assume stopper slash closer role um, but I would want to have like one really solid setup guy, you know, like a seventh, eighth inning type guy to get to Lung. So I don't, I don't think I know enough about how to build a team to criticize having a 655 as the second. Sure. I just did tie Like, even though I literally just said that Tristan was the mm-hmm. R-Pody, I just yeah. got that he was relief pitcher. For Remembering things is hard. <laughs> Anyway, so that all of that to say, I put Sarasota number one just because I, I bought into the hype. Got on the hype train. So I think I'm going to put Sarasota number two. Mm-hmm. Fair. I think I'm going to put Detroit number one mm-hmm. um, because last year Detroit sucked for yep. the first month. Mm-hmm. And then they were one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, they were on fire for the last half of this of the season. Right, and they had a ton of momentum going into the playoffs and getting along the way in the playoffs a little bit. Yep. And then, this doesn't even mean anything either. They made it to the the last round, last game of uh, the Tahini Classic. Hmm. I I picked them to win the Tahini Classic, and they got to the last game. Yep. Uh, if they had won, I would have had $10 million. <laughs> But they lost, and instead it goes to uh, your new teammate, Willie Cologne. So that's fine. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and you would have won ten million because had they won, you would have had the most correct bracket. Is that right? More, yeah, the most points. Yeah, so most points. It, it came down to either Willie Cologne and his aviators pick, or me and my demons pick. Like if yeah. if if the two teams went one way or the other, that yeah, those right. were the only two outcomes. By the time we got to the last round, nice. Um, but yeah, they just like I feel like they've had a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. Even even like fake fake momentum because sure. all of this is fake momentum, right? Right. But like the Tahini Classic shows that they're like still doing stuff. And if we look at uh, if we look at their roster, I'll do the same thing. These are only twelve hundred and above. Mm-hmm. Stretch Armstrong, Ricky Vaughn, Molly Mitchell, Victor Herrera, Nikki Dimes, Ben Stack and Paper, Kid Carsey, Scott Poe from mm-hmm. the Supernova, Tim Galvin, Danny B, and Haywood Dinkle. Yeah. Um. So like. I don't know. It's it's like I feel like obviously the entire division is a toss up. Right. But with Supernovas having the most TPE in the league and Detroit having some of the best recent success on a mm-hmm. rising team, I think. Yeah. I think if you did a thousand seasons, the mm-hmm. Supernovas would average above them. Mm-hmm. But we're only doing one, so who knows right. what happens. Right. Yeah, this is one of the other ones that I wanted to change because when I put in my predictions, I hadn't I, I put in my predictions very quickly, kind of as a knee jerk reaction without like actually thinking through everything, because I have had a recent history of missing things because I am the worst. <laughs> uh, so I, I put in Sarasota, Nashville, Detroit um, and then Indianapolis, thinking Indianapolis is going to kind of fall off the fall off the wagon this season. Um, but I'm thinking I need to switch Nashville and Detroit, have Sarasota one, Detroit two, then Nashville, then Indianapolis, um, just with all of the additions that Detroit has had. And I totally agree. The momentum has been pretty incredible. Yeah. And I am also doing uh Nashville three Indy four. Um, again, none of these teams are bad. If any of right. these teams went to any other division, they would have, have a pretty darn good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they're just fighting against each other a lot. Uh, yep. And internally, the here here are the gaps. Mm-hmm. From Sarasota to Detroit, you got to go down 1,700. Mm-hmm. From Detroit to Nashville, you got to go down 1,300. Mm-hmm. And then from Nashville to Indy, you only got to go down about 800. No. Yeah, eight hundred. No. So the three four gap is the smallest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Kind of a coin <laughs> toss. Uh, there's a couple of different coin tosses. I think you and I having Sarasota and Detroit in the top two, mm-hmm. and having the other two teams in the bottom two. I sure. think that's correct. I just think each of the top two and each of the bottom two is a coin flip. Sure. And also. Any of them could go anywhere. Right. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's still totally a, a coin flip, which is why it will be once again, one of the most interesting divisions to watch. Mm-hmm. I think. And if Detroit does well, then we get to make fun of hummus for leaving Detroit. That's right. And if Sarasota does well, then I, I just won't talk to him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, Moving on to Champions West, I have mm-hmm. literally the exact same thing that I put last year. 
So I've got New Orleans, DVS, Seattle, Cancun. And I have Cancun third and mm-hmm. Seattle fourth. Um, and frankly, I would advise you do the same. Yep. Because right now, Cancun is a thousand above Seattle, mm-hmm. which is not a lot, mm-hmm. but it is a lot when Cancun only has ten and a half thousand. Right. So they have effect. They have like nine percent more TPE right now. Mm. Sure. And. Going forward, just looking at the rosters, Moosey went through, now that Moosey is our star pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, going through the rosters, Moosey said that we're probably a little better right now, mm-hmm. but we also almost assuredly are going to have more active players for the next, at least this season. Sure. So we should have more growth than them as well. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I can certainly get behind that. I, I think on the top end, we still have, I mean, Rugurus are still dominant. Um, and then DVS, I think, will do well, but I don't think they're going to do well enough to take over New Orleans. So then it's really the last two figuring out if it's going to be Seattle or Cancun. And my thought process was still Cancun, still in rebuilding. I feel like you guys are still, and I think this is still true. You guys are a few years out from like peak contention, but that doesn't mean you can't. You're, you're not in the full on tanking mode anymore. Well, like starting to come out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, like the way I was the way I wrote about it in the last article I said was something mm-hmm. like. In the tank race, we have rounded the final turn, but we mm. still have to take the home stretch to the finish line or something sure. like that. Yep. One thing I would disagree with you, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think Death Valley is going to do well. No. Because Death Valley is the uh, third lowest TPE team in the division, mm-hmm. obviously behind New Orleans. Yep. And also the league. The bottom three teams in the league are everybody that's not New Orleans in this division. Really? Death Valley is 13,662 TPE as per the tracker as of June 19th at 11 in the morning. Jeez. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, they gave away Willie Colon for a draft pick. They gave away a bunch. They've had a lot of trades. I think think Death Valley is entering rebuild mode. Sure. Which is very interesting because I think the vibe last season was, well, we didn't make the playoffs, but we'll be back next year. That was the vibe I got, but I think that was... I don't think I heard that from Person Man, and I don't think I heard that from... I've never talked with Frick Nasty, who used to be the co-GM there, and now they have Caltriot Red Flames. Is it Caltriot or Caltroit? I thought it was Caltroit, but I... I don't know. (laughs) It's a great question. Uh, It is Caltroit. Yeah, Caltroit Red Flames. I don't know what Caltroit means, though. Uh, Maybe they were born in California, moved to Detroit. Oh, you know what it is? I bet. Okay, okay. It's probably, it is probably what I just said. Yeah. Because it's probably a reference to the Detroit Red Wings hockey team. And then like California Flames, something else. (laughs) We got halfway there. That's, that's pretty good. 
I, I I bet it's a Detroit Red Wings and something else portmanteau. Sure. But we'll go with it. I think that makes sense. I don't think they listen to this pod, but if you do, hit us up on Discord. Let us know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Death Valley is going to do poorly intentionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think Death Valley, much like Cancun one and two years ago, is going to do poorly well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. I think it is still probably them in second behind New Orleans because they can't suck as bad as we do. Right. Let's get Unless that they... the black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what we slap on the way out of the locker room every day. That's right, above the, above above the, the door, door you're walking yeah. through. <laughs> Some teams have, like, trust yourself, believe in yourself. I'm just like, nope. We are the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and nobody can argue with you. You have to, you know, you guys have last, so well. Last two years, yeah. My goodness. But uh, I think that'll change now. I think Seattle and Death Valley are both tanking. I think only yeah. Seattle has the ability to tank harder than us, though, just because of sure. the starting TBE values that they have. I mean... Cancun is the second worst team in the league, total wise. Mm-hmm. Death Valley is the third worst, and Death Valley has three thousand more. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I expect Death Valley to get second because they are starting the tank, mm-hmm. but not in full tank. Sure. Catch up to the other two of us. Yeah, that makes sense. So we'll see. We'll see how all that goes down. But super exciting to look at starting a new season. I'm super excited that you are in the majors now. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll yeah, it'll be really fun to kind of keep an eye on both of our our seasons in the majors. Uh, speaking about you coming into the majors, do you want to talk mm-hmm. about your mega stat? Like probably the most gratifying experience of just dumping in a crap ton of TPE. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I am a season 24 player, meaning Mm -hmm. that this is my third year. I am now called up Mm -hmm. and I have been max earning other than, you know, like missing predictions or something, but whatever. Right. I have been earning during every opportunity there has been to earn so far. And as a result, this week's earning combined with the previous, like, uh, seven whatever it is weeks mm-hmm. or probably more than that I guess basically I had 329 TPE to spend yeah um, <laughs> along with you know a dozen or so other people in the league that have similar similar TPE setups as mm-hmm. us um, oh, oh one other fun thing before I get into what I did mm-hmm. as of right now because Nameless Nate has been earning TPE but not claiming it in updates yet. Mm-hmm. You and I are both in the top 10 in the class. Nice. I think when he claims, it'll bump you out. Though. I would assume so. Yeah, I've missed a couple of things, unfortunately. You're still, you'll still be 11. Yep. And you and I started, like, we we have continuously climbed up, so that's fun. Right, right. Yeah, and we've talked many times about how we've we joined at the wrong time in terms mm-hmm. of actually like max earning right so that's uh, that's what recreating is for though yeah that's right we're gonna actually time it correctly and then be awesome 
So for now, though, with my current player, mm-hmm. whom I enjoy greatly on a team that I enjoy greatly, mm-hmm. I had 329 TPE to spend. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was click and hold the up button on fielding range <laughs> and spend 210 TPE, maxing out fielding range from 70 to 100 for my magician awesome. archetype. Super awesome. That's a lot of TPE to spend, but that is going to be awesome to have that much range. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it'll it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, it's just like, it's fun to max out a stat in my archetype. Yeah, for sure. And specifically max out a stat that I want maxed out in my archetype. Yeah. Because I did max out two others as well. Mm-hmm. And that would be both of my powers. Nice. So that's because they can only go to 50. So yeah. I, I only had to spend another 10 on each of those to get them yeah. from 45 to 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my batting... My other like offensive stats, I put 15 into each of my BABIPs to get mm-hmm. them from 50 to 55. And then I put 10 in my speed to get it from 45 to 50. So none of those five improvements are very exciting. Mm-hmm. But having five different five-point improvements, like I still spent 60 TPE on offense. Yeah. Which is more than I had in any other offseason, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then the remaining stuff that I had, I put five points in field, sorry, 15 TPE for five stat points in fielding error going from 55 to 60. Mm-hmm. And then I have 20 TPE going in my fielding slash catching arm, bringing it from 40 to 50. And then the remainder I had, I was able to exactly spend, which was kind of satisfying as well. Nice. Spending the last. 24 TPE in turn double play, bringing it from 50 to 58. And from here on out, what I think my strategy is going to be is all of my fielding stats are at least 50 right now. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think from here until I max out my fielding, what I want to do is incorporate the following strategies for updating Mm -hmm. rule. Number one, is I want to spend all of my TPE every week. Mm. I don't think I want to bang for a while, mm-hmm. just because I might as well use it all. Uh, rule number two is I will follow a hierarchy of where I put TPE if I can. Yeah. And that hierarchy goes, priority one is I want to improve fielding error. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't want to muck up and drop the ball a bunch. Yeah, for sure. If I cannot spend the remainder of my points in fielding error, then I will take whatever is left over for that week and spend it in turn double play. Mm-hmm. If I cannot spend points in turn double play, I will take whatever is left over there and spend it in fielding arm. And if I cannot spend points there, then I have stuff in offense. I have a couple of stats. Mostly I think my eye patiences are both at 40. So there's mm-hmm. those are pretty cheap for a while. Yeah. Um, and because of the different spots where each of those stats are, like I have fielding error in 60s, I have turn double play in 50s, I have fielding arm, I guess, mm-hmm. also in 50s. There will be different price points for each of them, so it'll be kind of easy for me to flexibly sure. spend so as to allocate everything yep. Yep. every week. Um, Makes sense. I figure with my 
with with that like protocol for how to spend my TPE, mm-hmm. I should be able to be a PBE perfect fielder. Mm-hmm. Probably after season twenty eight or after season or like early season twenty nine. Like I think nice. to be a absolutely perfect fielder, and I'm just gonna pull this up because why not? Yeah. Calculate it real quick. Yeah. I think uh I think I need like eleven hundred TPE or something. Sure. Which would be really cool because it would give you several seasons in your prime of being mm-hmm. an incredible fielder. Right. Yeah. Okay, so bring it up the calculator. I have I have to go to fifty-five babips, fifty powers, and fifty speed, and then just crank fielding. Fifty-five, fifty-five, fifty, fifty, a little bit of speed. Okay, so with the current batting stuff that I have just purchased that we'll mm-hmm. go through in tomorrow's update cycle, if I grab all of the fielding stuff and throw it against the wall to see if it can stick, mm-hmm. then, man, that one took a while to pop away. <laughs> uh, ah, and I need 13.05. Okay. So right now you and I are a tick under 700. Mm-hmm. So that's 600 away. That's three complete seasons and change. So sure. 6, 27, 28, beginning of 29. Yes. Like maybe, maybe like so. midway point of 29, I'll be a perfect fielder. Nice. That's great. And of course, on the way to that, you'll be an excellent fielder soon. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will, I will be gold glove viable. Maybe not this season, mm-hmm. probably next season. Yeah. This season I will be better than average, but mm-hmm. uh, I probably won't be, I won't be top dog. Right. Which is fine for now. Yep. I think I think by the end of my career, if I have at least two, it'll be acceptable. If I have at least three, it'll be a success. Sure. Yeah, that's legit. I can get behind that. For sure. So super exciting. I'm mm-hmm. glad you were able to dump all that TP in and it'll be fun to see how <laughs> how it works. And when I did this update and I posted the link to it in the Cancun locker room, I, I posted the link and said, behold. And then Moosey, who again is our ace moving forward, yeah. looked at my exceptionally defensively minded shortstop and was just like, nut. <laughs> so so Moosey's a fan of me ignoring awesome. my bat. Yeah, for real. I also asked if I could bet like 12th in the yep. lineup or something. <laughs> Actually, let's just do this. Let's everyone go through twice and then I'll go once and then everybody <laughs> else go through a couple more times. <laughs> SD course that he wants to be designated fielder. Yep. That's even better. <laughs> you guys just do your thing and then I'll just do my thing yeah. and that'll be it. So yeah, uh, really satisfying update. Just unload. Yeah. points into looking forward to coming into fruition in terms of being a defensive anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though mine was significantly larger, I was not the only one of the two of us to have at the very least equipment purchases and yes. stuff this off season. So uh, what, uh, what's, what's changed with. Tosin? So yeah, it was nice to just have even 
buying equipment. That's such a nice boost to have 45, you know, plus. Yeah, every offseason so far has been like a 70 or 80 point just pants, which is great. Yeah, which has been really good. So at the end of last season, I had bumped up my movement all the way up to 70, but my controls were sitting down at like 60. Um, So I had some problems with walks last year, especially. I was like nearly six walks per nine, which is not good. Although six per nine is, you know, nice. Uh, But uh, yeah, six. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I was just watching your face and you're like, I don't know. Ah, there we go. I was trying to think like I thought six per nine was like well by MLB standards it's yeah. <laughs> I was just like no but it still sucks it was, oh it's uh, it's the sex joke yeah okay. there it is okay um nice. anyway so I was able to up my control to the point where after tomorrow's update all of my movement and controls will be at seventy one so it's okay it's been nice to keep all of those kind of the same uh stamina is sitting at 60 still i didn't put any more into it but that's pretty uh, that will work for a starter so i'm i think that will be good assuming i will be a starter um if i had done everything differently i probably would have built my pitcher with really low stamina to start um just with the knowledge that i won't actually be starting for a while so if i end up recreating Mm -hmm, as a pitcher way down the road that's probably something that i will that i will do um and then I was able to get my circle change all the way up to 86, which is pretty great. So got a nice killer pitch slider sitting uh, at actually it's at 87. Yeah. Oh, are you looking in the game? Oh, yes. No. In, in the game, it's sitting at an 87. No, in the game, it's 86 in the update page. It's 87. It's just oh. we haven't been updated yet because it. Hasn't well, there we go. Been. So 87. So it will be a really good killer pitch. Uh, mm-hmm. I also chose to switch my slider out for a curveball oh. for my last pitcher switch. So I was talking with Enoch a bunch, and slider is reliant on uh, velocity more than a curve is. Sure. Is, is the gist okay. of it. So since I don't throw it hard, hopefully mm-hmm. a curveball will be better. I can't remember if I did curve or knuckle curve, but it's one of those two. Um, so that will be at 59 and then I have a cutter, which is still at 50. So I think it'll be a decent build to hopefully have a decent year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I mean, we're going to be towing the line of 700 after week one. Like I'm sure for the week two update, you and I, I think we should both hit 700 because I think so. Yeah. Let me. I was just looking at you. Eh, well, maybe not. You're you're at six seventy seven. I'm at six seventy nine. Mm-hmm. We'll get there soon. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like, okay. Anyway, we'll 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 be close to seven hundred. Yeah. And I think that's about where Ivy Leaf was when she threw her no hitter or she was like maybe like 800, something like that. It was very low. So like we're throwing a no hitter. That is we're, we're getting close to feeling real or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. So to wrap it all up, there's nothing a lot. There's not a lot going on, but we're looking forward to spring training being done and then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, actually having you know, real baseball, baseball that matters. Yeah. But for this update cycle, again, I made my update post yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
So during spring training, I'm still miners cap build <laughs> along with SD core. And I think uh, who's on first is also at miners camp. So it's awesome. We're just <laughs> terrible right now. Let's just roll them out without any gain skill. Let's just, yeah. just see how they do. Which is kind of like, could be kind of funny because it, it's like it almost has the narrative if you feel like it where Wallaby is like pretty good at fielding mm-hmm. and then just gets shelled during spring training. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I have to stop the ground balls. Yeah. <laughs> what if I opened my eyes when they hit the ball? That would probably <laughs> help. <laughs> oh, that's fun stuff. That's super fun stuff. Well, do you have anything else you want to you want to chat about? probably not. I think we kind of touched on a lot of topics. That's what I was thinking. So next week we'll be able to hopefully talk about the first couple of Sims. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Have a little bit more to a little bit more meat to talk about. Ooh, do we know the schedule of teams yet? We do. We do. And it looks like, the fourth series of the year oh. is uh, a, actually I can't tell if it's a two game or a three game stretch against two game you guys. It looks like okay for some reason my Friday on the schedule online uh-huh. on just the index has like a weird icon but it doesn't show oh. I don't know yeah it looks like off day well okay so let's see that'll be one two three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten days along the year, at least for us. Oh, so you might miss you might miss me. I might not be pitching. Maybe. Or wait, go back to go back to April. One, two, three, four, five, six, four. seven, eight. Okay, yeah, so it's nine and ten for both of us. Yeah, so I think I'll pitch against the sea serpents and then won't pitch against the Toros. But we do have a two game series in August. So we'll only play four times this year. So hopefully we'll have some head to head. Yeah, my uh, my spreadsheet might not get many updates from here yeah, on for the rest of our careers. It'll make them more interesting. It's true. That's yep. a good way to think of it. Yeah, but it yeah it is a bummer. It won't happen quite as often. But is a okay? Also, <laughs> our first series is against New Orleans. Nice. Welcome we're to gonna, the digs. We're going to start 03. <laughs> oh, and then we go against Detroit. We're going to start 06. Nice. But then up from there. Because mm, you can't go down. Yeah, that's right. right. Coolio, well, uh, thank you so much for everyone uh, who's listening. We appreciate you all very much. Very, very yeah. much. Yeah. Totally this this 22nd episode of the series. So yeah. Far. Hard to believe. That's been fun. It has been fun so far. Been jolly good fun. Julio, well, we will uh, see you all next week to talk about the first couple of sims of the the real baseball season. Uh, Go Bulls. Bulls? Toros. Yeah, but they're... No, but I I went to school in Chicago. Chicago. Chicago Bills. Which is why I didn't say Bulls. I said Bulls. Bulls. Have you seen uh, New Girl, the TV show? No. Okay. Well, one of the they uh, one of the characters grew up in Chicago, and his dad was a con artist. So there's like this scene of like a bunch of his friends coming over to buy hats 
for the Chicago Bills, but it's Chica Go Bills. <laughs> so they're like messed up hats that he's selling at full price. Chica Go Bills. Uh, caveat emptor, you know, do your own research before making a purchase. That's a good plan. And don't buy anything from a con artist. Okay, well, uh, it's not like he advertises himself as a con artist. 